Well, we're all really excited to uh, find out who was going to win this survey. To celebrate its 10th birthday, Audio Culture asked New Zealanders which album has had the most lasting impact on New Zealand music. Earlier today, it was announced the winner, the 1980 Split Ends album True Colours. In fact, True Colours wasn't the only album by Split Ends on the top 10. I'll give you the whole 10 uh, in a second. Mental Notes came in at number three, and music writer and reviewer Voyager finalist Graham Reed has some thoughts on why this album's so special in so many people's lives. He joins me now. Hi, Graham. Uh, hi, Jesse. How are you doing today? Yeah, very well, thank you. And congrats on uh, uh, making the finalists of the uh, Best Reviewer um, oh. Award and the uh, Voyager Awards recently. Hey, um, True thank Colors, you. were you surprised when you found out this album had won? Um, to be honest, kind of, kind of not, because uh, it was a pop album. You know, it was the great pop album from Split Ends and established their um, international credibility in many ways. Uh, but also it was one that spoke to people back at home because, you know, let's face it, we had been behind Split Ends for the five years prior to this album uh, and watched, <laughs> watched that roller coaster ride that they went through. And so this kind of vindicated everybody's faith and they heard a, uh, a great hit single with I Got You, which is very much in line with the, the sound of the period. Um, but then there was also things uh, like Tim's I Hope I Never, which is one of the most you know beautiful ballads he ever sang, I think, and, and I still think an absolutely sublime melody. Uh, so And then around those, you had a lot of other songs. So, you know, there was something about that album that just captured people's imagination here. You know, the hit got them in. And then there was just more and more. And it also wasn't as far out there as some of their very early stuff was. It just kind of, you know, I find it interesting that, that for example, there's less than five uh, less than five years between, you know, their, their debut album, uh, Mental Notes and True Colours. And in that journey, they went from this experimental art band mm. and then became a pop band, which is almost the complete reverse of what the Beatles did. So the Beatles <laughs> started with a, as a pop band and ended up making Sgt. Pepper in the same, you know, five-year span. So, yeah. so you know, the, there was something about, it wasn't a regression because there was still enough angular and interesting things going on on True Colours to just engage your attention. But there were hooks. I mean, I was probably six or seven years old. Um I remember, you know, going to sleep, listening to this cassette in my dad's old house on Myrtle Street in Hamilton, and, and there were songs that you could sing along to, and you got to know them, um, quite emotional songs, some of them. Um, what was happening in the in the world for sort of context? I mean, did what Split Ends were doing here in New Zealand, did that fit into the global music scene? Um, you know, there was a very strange period, uh, sort of at the end of, you know, punk came out of Britain with a hiss and a roar and a lot of spittle in 1976, 77. But by 1980, when this album came out, a lot of that fire and fury had burned itself up. Mm. And then we started to see a little bit of that new wave music, very crisp, disciplined pop, as it was power pop, really, coming out of the States. Uh, and the, it was an album that just sat right between those two periods. It, it captured some of the energy, certainly of punk, but it wasn't a punk album. But then it had this very crisp production, uh, which was re really good pop production. And so, yes, it sort of captured that spirit. And then you've got to remember what was happening in this country at the time. 
And with all due respect to Hollow Sailor, they were on their way out. Uh, they broke up later on in 1980. Uh, Dragon were offshore. Sharon O'Neill was just getting going. Um, Shona Lang, who'd been very big previously, she'd been away for five years. Um, and th- these guys were up against sort of mainstream pop, like John Stevens is one that I mentioned in, mm-hmm. in the article that I wrote. So, you know, th- there was this kind of limbo period and split ends just kind of came through with a pop album, but an interesting one, and one that it looked really great. The record cover looked amazing, uh, and it, it just kind of brought people together. Ah, here's something that of ours that's international, and we can embrace. And and they are ours, these guys. They did pretty well to get to number one and number three on this audience poll uh, for <laughs> two albums, which, as you say, are pretty, are pretty different to each other. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Uh, what I've had a look at a lot of the comments that people made about, for example, True Colours, uh, and it was interesting to me, it's not a bunch of old people who were there at the time saying, Yo, this is a great album. Oh, yeah. There were people who were saying, I got to it 20 years later and I just loved it. So True Colours had that kind of longevity. The interesting thing about Mental Notes is that it was a real stake in the ground. It was such a different sounding album. It sounded like nothing we'd ever heard here. And I can't think of anything overseas that sounded even close Mm -hmm. to that at the time. You know, aside from obvious cult bands that were out there. And Mental Notes was much more challenging. In fact, you know, when I was lecturing at university, I used to say to my music students, here's a challenge for you. See if you can go start to finish on mental notes. Um, most people can't do it because it is so dense. It's you know, full of musical and literary information. Uh, it's, it's a tough call in places. But again, you get these sort of sublime melodies that just sort of pop out on it and you, it carries you the whole way. So I think that I can understand why mental notes would have had such a powerful vote. Let's take a quick look at the rest of the list. So, True Colours, number one album. Fat Freddy's Drop, based on a true story, that um, probably says uh, it's probably good to have something a bit more recent in there, would have uh, captured um, the imagination of a lot of the audience, I'm sure. Split Ends, Mental Notes. At number four, AK-79, which you've got to be a bit of a music fan to know anything about, Graham. Um, maybe you do, but it's it's had this in, enduring quality because it's you know it's hard around the edges. But there's a lot of kind of pop songs on there, you know, punk pop, obviously, um, and it's a very indie kind of collection. Uh, but it's also had reissues over the years, and it's much sought after. So I can understand why many people would have voted for that. Yes, a, a more current generation than perhaps would have voted for Mental Notes. But there's a, it has an enduring quality about that music. So, again, I'm, I'm not really surprised that that was in there. Hello, Sailor, you've mentioned number five, and then a three-way tie for sixth, and three pretty diverse albums too. She Had the General Electric, Toy Love self-titled album, and Supergroove Traction. I mean, that spans sort of 1980 right through to 1999. Yeah, indeed. And and to be honest, I was a little surprised that Traction didn't you know, rise higher than that uh, because it was such a popular album. And again, it's one that kind of crosses over not just genres, but audiences. But yes, I mean, that is deservedly in there. It was a big seller at the time. And they were huge. We do tend to forget how, how big they were. 
and when they played at uh, Eden Park recently, they opened for whoever it was. You know, there was a big, big audience there to see Supergroup because they had never mm. seen them or or they hadn't seen them in whatever it was, 30 years or 20 years or something. So, yes, I, I think Supergroup deserved to be there. Toy Love, of course, is just one of those landmark albums uh, that really rewards going back to. Uh, and the General Electric, I guess most people would say that by far the best album that she had did. I would say there was a couple of other close seconds behind hmm. behind that in their catalogue. But yes, the General Electric was was certainly the one. Um, some people will be disappointed not to see more female performers in that top ten, particularly given the strength of uh, output in, uh, among New Zealand's female musicians over the last 20 years or so. But um, Bekuronga Drive comes in at number nine. We would have expected to see that in the top ten, I think. Certainly, and, and I agree. I I'm, I'm was quite astonished that uh, Shona Lang South wasn't in there, given you know, it really, it really was an album, not just of its time, but uh, again, has that enduring quality. Yes, it is disappointing to see um, so few women in there. Uh, that's no reflection of the um, audio culture audience, uh, incidentally. It's a very much a 50-50 split, male and female. Uh, but I guess it's uh, predominantly, when you look at it, males, because there were predominantly males making the music for this long period that we were talking about. The women artists really started to come through in the 1980s and, and beyond. But, of course, you know, this, this survey went right back to, Yeah, uh, I, guess, I guess Peter Poser could have been in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, the Chills Submarine Bells, which is uh, probably a, good, a nice uh, representation from Flying Nun in there as well, even probably the sort of the tail end of that big uh, Flying Nun influence. But... Uh, uh, Martin Phillips will be pleased to have an album in there. Um, Graham, thanks for talking us through it today. 3,301 readers, 450 albums, and we have our top 10. And I'm sure if we ask the question again next year, it'd be slightly different again. We would hope so. Okay. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Cheers, Jesse. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. That's Graham Reed, and congratulations, Audio Culture, for a great idea for a poll.